0: Saturday morning and welcome to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook on a long wet week. Man I'll tell you my yard's flooded. It's been a mess but here's some nice weather for the weekend right you know. So uh, fall growing season's pretty much over. Planting season not so much but uh, my yard I've been over the last week or so I've really finalized most all of my preparations for winter. So, you know, winter is close, you know, we're hitting November now, you know, mother nature can change at a moment's notice. So my vegetable garden is completely done. Cleaned up, steaks put away, deer fence down, you know, ready for next spring, cleaned up. All my tomato cages are sterilized and stored. Everything's ready to go for next year. My lawn, final mowing's done. All the leaves are cleaned up. Now, this week, the storms kind of blew the leaves around a little bit, but not enough leaves for me to really justify getting out there and doing a whole heck of a lot more. Okay? So, I've kind of done all that leaf cleanup. My hoses are all drained, though my water is still on. In case we get another warm-up, I can water those plants one last time. Now, Mother Nature just helped us a lot this week. We are probably okay to stop watering at this point, unless you continue to plant some things in the next couple weeks, okay? So we can probably pull back a little bit. All my winter equipment's ready. All the snow blowers, the, the generator, you know, all the things that you might need for winter, those are all checked off the list. Greased, new gas in them, squared away, ready to rock and roll. Summer equipment. My lawnmower, my weed whacker, all of that filled up with gas that's got stabilizer in it, ready to go. Last thing I have to do on some of that, like my lawn tractor, I got to pull the battery, you know, get it in a warm spot. But, you know, no need to do that until you really have to. Just keep it in the back of your head, okay? So, you know, we're kind of finalizing things, you know. You look out there and it's kind of the doldrums of the garden at this point. You know, I've cut back my perennials, my shrubs. I've done a few things. I've pruned some spirea and a few other plants. I've taken some blossoms off my hydrangeas. Uh, You know, so I've done a few things. But for the most part, you know, there's still some time to plant if we want to. And so there's a couple things I wanted to bring up. Number one, we're having our final perennial clearance. There's going to be some perennials on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week. Okay? Okay. This weekend, okay, today and tomorrow, through closing on Sunday in Yarmouth, the perennials, there's going to be some perennials as low as a dollar a piece. Okay, we got some ground covers that are going to be a dollar. A lot of one-gallon perennials are going to be five or six bucks. Two-gallon, maybe eight bucks. There's some swapping, whopping big deals, is what I'm getting at. And I'm not trying to be used car sales like, it's just we've had such a great season. I've made my money. I'm happy where I'm at, and I've got some plants left. And, you know, I'm hoping that some of you will take advantage of this and add some bright spots to some of those areas that maybe weren't as nice as you'd like this year and take the opportunity to help us clean up some of the stuff we've got left over because basically starting Monday, I'm starting to put plants away. I'm going to start putting them into cold frames. I'm going to be cutting back all the plants. I'm going to put them in winter storage. Once they're in winter storage, we do not touch them again. doesn't matter if you want to buy them or not. They're in winter storage. That's it. We're done. Okay. So we are, as a business, making a call on these plants basically next week. So check your inbox and your email. There will be emails coming out about that, what the prices are, all of that going to be some great deals, okay? I can tell you that. And some really great plants still left. I'm surprised at some of the echinacea, you know, some of the beautiful orange ones that are, you know, normally like 25 bucks. They're going to be like seven, eight bucks, you know, some really good deals. So, you know, we're, we're kind of pushing some of that stuff out. But this last week before the rain, last weekend, I spent a bunch of time at my parents' house, OK, and uh, they've been doing a ton of work to their landscape in their home lately. Uh, they put in a brand new walkway, brand new granite steps, and had prepped all the beds for some new landscape planting. So last weekend I went over, we went to the garden center, we picked out six or eight plants, uh, planted in a new foundation planting. So they put a Rose of Sharon in, uh, they put a Wigilia, um fine wine in. Uh, a couple um, beautiful thread camisiparis that are just stunning are going to be a real nice accent either side of the new um, steps. An itea, beautiful red fall color, and uh, you know, so just some really nice new plants. Some hookra that we had in the ground we divided and and replanted. Some hosta we did the same. Uh, she added some sedums. Uh, my mom added some sedums also, and then they had the driveway repaved this week. So the front of the house is just knock your socks off. Beautiful. But what I, the reason I wanted to kind of bring that up was it's been twenty, twenty one, twenty two 21, 22 years since I planted it with them the last time, just as I graduated college, we did a replanting of their house And it reminded me to talk a little bit about how landscapes don't last forever. It doesn't matter how much you prune. It doesn't matter how much you maintain. When you get to that 20-year time frame, it's time to think about doing something. Whether it's a complete overhaul or pull out a few plants that have been damaged. You know, they had some six-foot uh nice beautiful dwarf Alberta spruce. They had some real a, a couple really nice plants. Um, you know, like a purple sand cherry. We have kept them pruned and they looked good, but they really had seen their day. They had some branches that gotten broken over the years. They were kind of outgrowing the space and not really staying within bounds anymore. It was just they grew, were growing so fast because they were twenty years old. It was tough to keep them in shape. Now, also, you can keep them in shape if you want. The other thing is, it was time for a more modern look. And really, after 20 years, if you're thinking about putting your house on the market in the next five years, if you're thinking about maybe making a change, think about being proactive with your landscape and how it's going to look to prospective buyers, and also, how are you going to enjoy it? Because if you have a 20- 20 or 25-year landscape, old landscape, buyers may look at that as something that is not as attractive. Now, my brother and his wife have just put their house on the market in the last couple of weeks, and we did some major pruning to theirs over the last couple of years to rebound it. We gave a real nice, clean uh, pruning before they put it on the market, freshened it up with some nice mulch and, and kind of cleaned up. So you don't always have to completely rehab, but think in those terms, what does my landscape look like? And how am I presenting my house? Take a step back and walk out to the road or walk out to the view, looking at your home and just look at it from a different perspective. You know, is it overgrown? You know, what do you need to do to bring this back into shape? Do you need to replace some plants? This time of year, it's very easy to look at your landscape in off-season terms, okay? If you haven't cut back your perennials and stuff like that, or if you have cut back your perennials, it shows you what the shrubs really look like, okay? So take some analysis and think about what you may need to do next year. I'm a big proponent of planning for the next season. Now, my landscape in the front of my home is probably seven or eight years old. I already know a lot of it needs to be pruned back heavily. I'm planning on pruning back some junipers heavily, pruning back a burning bush that's there, um, maybe even discarding that burning bush. Um, you know, I'm already kind of looking at things and making some plans of what I'm going to change next year. Now, the nice part is I have all winter to plan. I have all winter to think about things, choices. Do I really want to get into that big a project? Do I want to rip it all out? Do I want to rip it out and put a new walkway in? You know, what are my priorities? And as I've talked numerous times over the show's history, now's the time to think about those winter views. This is a perfect time. I was out mowing my lawn last weekend, cleaning up the leaves, getting everything all squared away, and as I'm mowing the lawn on the tractor, I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, that's a really ugly spot. I need something there. I didn't make any decisions. I just know I need something there. So I jotted down a few little notes in my iPhone on a little notepad. You know, you get that little notepad app. You pop it up, and you put little... So, you know, a couple things, oh, need, you know, need a plant in this wet spot, you know, to the left of the house by the Nishiki willow. That's all I need to do. So when I'm thinking about my garden, I can pull that up and I can say, oh yeah, I'm going to need to do something there. And oh, that's right. I got to prune those in the spring. But it gives me this list that I can continually pull up and just plot kind of not honey do list things on there, but yeah, honey do list things, you know. Maybe some things for my wife to do too, (laughs) you know, but at least you start this list of things that you can just kind of, as you're checking off things, and then the thing I like about it is when I'm at the garden center, and listen, just because I own a garden center doesn't mean I don't need to think about things um, on choices and plants. It's almost tougher for me because I have everything at my disposal. So when I pull up this list, I can go, oh yeah, well, I want to bite that little project off. I got this day off and I can, you know, I can put a couple plants in there and it's not too much. It's, not, it's a small job, but I can bite off a little bit instead of a big project, biting off a little bit, but being real focused on what I'm doing. But let's face it, this time of year, it's kind of tough to look at your landscape at this point. You know, things have been frosted, you know, the foliage is pretty much done. You know, and I do have a question, okay, um, about foliage. Uh, This lovely customer, uh, it, it always amazes me. I get this question every year. So why does my maple tree not turn color like the rest of my neighbors? It also drops its leaves much later than all of mine. Can you tell me, do I have a different variety or what is my tree's problem? It's a common, common question because you think of those sugar maples and those red maples. They're just beautiful colors out there. All fall, you're like, oh, man, I can't wait for my maple tree to turn. This is going to be amazing, you know. And the, the colors have been just stunning this year. I mean, the sugar maples to me have been one of the great, great, great shows this year. And the red maples have been good, too. But I think what you have is you have a Norway maple. And Norway maple can be considered invasive, okay? We planted them for a long time. The nice part about Norway maples, because there are positives to every plant, we don't plant Norway maples very much in Maine because of the possible invasiveness. They they sow a lot of seed, and that gets into gardens, the woodland, you know, a lot a lot of different places. But the wonderful part about Norway maple is they're extremely environmentally friendly. They take pollution. They take road salt. They take all the tough spots in a parking lot or along roadside and they grow wonderfully. You know those big old crimson king maples? You know the ones with the dark red leaves you see all summer? That's a Norway maple also. But what we're talking about is just your common platinoides varieties. You know they're green. They kind of turn like a I want to say puke, yellow, you know, right at the end of the season. They're always one of the last ones with the oaks to drop their leaves. And you're like, oh, I thought I had it all cleaned up. And then that last tree drops and you're like, man, that was a lot of leaves on that tree. You know, obviously this rain this week has knocked pretty much most everything down. There's very little up in those trees after the wind and rain and all that fun stuff. Imagine if this was snow. We would have been pummeled feet, feet, feet of snow. Luckily, Mother Nature was nice enough to give us a nice fall watering. That's the way I look at it. Now, I hope your basement and everything is, is, you know, holding up well. But it's a Norway maple. That's why it doesn't turn its colors. It's not necessarily a trash tree. A lot of people will call it that. I personally like Norway maples. They have a purpose in the cycle of life and they give us different opportunities for our environment so we don't sell a lot of them anymore because yeah they can be slightly invasive okay but we're going to take a quick break we'll be back with more from the joy of gardening on news talk wlob
1: For over 60 years, Wiltproof has provided the most effective protection against moisture loss in plants under water stress, and no other product comes close. Our non hazardous organic and biodegradable film is like having several layers of protection. As the outside layer of Wiltproof wears off with the weather, another layer forms. Wiltproof is the only horticulture anti-transparent that has the ability to provide this long-lasting protection. Put your trust in Wiltproof. Check out their site at wiltproof.com. That's wilt-proof, p dot
2: com. Are you an organic gardener? Finally, there's a fast-working and effective all-organic insect control available from Eye. Bonite's Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew is the answer to all your garden insect problems. Captain Jack's works two ways, on contact and when the insect feeds. This will ensure that your insect problems are over. Captain Jack's controls all types of insects, including caterpillars, beetles, spider mites, boars, and more. Use it on vegetables, flowers, berries, trees, shrubs, and fruit. Captain Jack's all organic insect control is available in easy-to-use dust, liquid concentrate, ready-to-use and ready-to-spray containers with built-in spray applicator. Pick up some Bonide Captain Jack's dead bug brew today at your local independent garden centers of Maine. Visit MaineIGC.com or Bonide.com. R.
3: Was your garden all it could be this season? The gardening season may be winding down, but that doesn't mean you can't start looking forward to next year with a visit to Estabrooks. With cooler temperatures and all trees, shrubs, and perennials now on sale for 40 to 60% off, it's the perfect time to invigorate your home. Best of all, you'll be enjoying your garden next spring while everyone else is planting theirs. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. News, sports, and weather are all just a tap away on your smartphone. Now, the gardening expertise of Estabrooks is too. With the Estabrooks mobile app for your Apple or Android device, you can earn rewards with each visit, browse thousands of plant photos and descriptions, and get answers to your gardening questions all in one place. Plus, don't miss out on exclusive in-app deals you won't find anywhere else. Visit your mobile marketplace to download the app today. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening.
0: Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook, and yeah, another Saturday morning, here we go. It's time to carve pumpkins. It's time to get ready for that wonderful tradition called Halloween. But I wanted to take a moment, take a step back for uh, the folks at Harvest Hill uh, Farm, Pumpkin Land, The Gauntlet, you know, all those businesses that have worked extremely hard to build a wonderful business that is able to you know provide our families with such fun and energy and and a great fun family you know environment i want to just talk a little bit about that awful tragedy that happened there and you know uh my heart goes out to to all the folks who are affected there um it, you know it's 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 a tragedy you know it's unfortunate we don't know all the answers yet you know to what happened and what not there's you know a whole lot of things that need to be investigated but i didn't want to spend some time and just say uh you know i was in new york had a wedding um when when i found out about it and you know it's something that i've always uh You know, look to add to our businesses possibly a corn maze, you know, pumpkin, you know, patch stuff like that. You know, and I can just imagine what the folks that own that business and all the employees are going through. And I can't, I can't imagine all the folks who um, were on the ride and on that cart that got tossed, and the people who lost their loved ones. And I just can't, I can't believe it. It's a tragedy, and. I just wanted to to point out that, uh, you know, they'll rebound. Uh, unfortunately, it's just a tragedy, and accidents happen, and, uh, you know, hopefully agritourism can continue to grow within this state. I think it's a real attribute to our tourism industry and, and everything, and hopefully we can figure out how, we can keep this from happening again, whether it's uh, some sort of regulations for safety or whatnot. But unfortunately, no matter what we do for regulations, sometimes uh, accidents are going to happen. And uh, I hope that we can get some clarity in what happened and uh, my heart and prayers go out to, to all the families that are affected. I know some of my friends were there that, that day and night, and uh, yeah, that that all hits home. You know, I mean, it can happen in a moment, you know, and take the time to understand and live every moment. And that's what those folks were doing when they were on that cart, enjoying their life. And, and uh, you know, again, my heart pours out to all of them, and I hope uh, speedy recoveries and, uh, you know, you can— do what you can do to get, get on. So, but pumpkin carving is is one of those things at this time of year. Um, how do you pick the perfect pumpkin? Well, uh, our email this week was was kind of giving you some tips on that. Here's my general tips on how to pick a perfect pumpkin. The one you like. Okay, they all speak to you. They're all different shapes, sizes. You know, there's carving kits and all these things. I just like the good old-fashioned pumpkin. However, the spirit kind of moves you to carve it. One year it can be scary. One year happy. You know, have fun with it. Uh, It's funny because for many, many years, my friends and I, we all got together and we carved pumpkins together. It was a family event now with kids and everything. You know, we all still try to get together and do that. And it's just a fun event, you know, have a couple drinks, enjoy it with the kids, you know, and, and just it's festive. And uh, to look back upon some of those throwback pictures of uh, when we were a bit younger, you might say, and maybe before a bunch of people had kids and, and all of that, it's really interesting to kind of reflect on Halloween and, and any holiday, really. So, you know, take that time to think about not only the pumpkin you're carving today, you know, or this weekend or for the holiday, think about all the pumpkins you've carved in the past. The people you maybe have done it with, the fun times you've had, the trick-or-treating, you know, tell some of those stories. Because to me, that's what life's about is stories. The experiences you've had coming up through this holiday. And Halloween's one of those ones where you never really know what the story is going to be <laughs> is what i've found you know throughout my life now for the last number of years we haven 't done a whole heck of a lot you know for Halloween and this year we 're not we don 't have much for plans, but I suspect that this holiday is going to come back around you know it 's going to be one of those things that uh it comes and goes. But uh, now, with my my brother's children, we're having fun, and friends' children, it's really interesting to see how excited they get to talk about their costume. You know, in the last week, you know, just talking to some of my friends, the kids are so excited about their costume. You know, one's going to be a Tootsie Roll. I mean, how awesome is that? You know, she kind of looked at me a little bit weird when I said, oh, I really like Tootsie Rolls, though. You know, <laughs> she's like, you're not eating me. <laughs> Sorry, you know. So, I mean, you got to be, you know, kids love to have fun with their costumes, though. So get out there and enjoy some of those kids, you know, if 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 you can, and share those pictures on Facebook. I think they're great, you know. So anyways, so carve those pumpkins, enjoy your decorations and all of that but we've got a few other questions we need to kind of talk about also. Over the last couple of weeks, we've had quite a few questions about when should I put Wilt Proof down? You know, all that protection. When should I wrap my plants? Well, we're getting close. It's November. Here's a couple tips I would I would do, though. We're not quite there yet, but now's the time to think about putting in the stakes that maybe the burlap is going to go on. Okay, we've had some really nice rain this week. The ground should be fairly soft. I put my stakes for plowing. I line line my driveway this past weekend. I put the six stakes up so we know where the driveway is when we get big storms. So I've already started to do that. I put my tree wraps on my apple trees to protect them from mice damage. So I've already started to do some of these things because I know it's going to be an instant and boom, the ground's frozen. So get those stakes up that you're going to put the burlap on. That also will remind you when it starts to get cold, hey, I still need to put burlap on that plant out there. You won't forget about it because you'll see the stakes in the ground and go, oh, I've got to do this. Okay. Now, wilt proof and any anti-desiccant is really time sensitive. We need some days in the 40s, but then we need to consistently see it down around freezing afterwards. So look for that week when the weather guy says, oh, it's going to get cold. You know, you got that one last day. That's when you want to do it. Try to pick that last weekend. What's the worst that happens? It warms up again and you've got to respray them. Okay. Always read the label on the back of the, of the, of the uh, bottle because it gives you some really good parameters around that. But what I've found is it's okay to spray them more than once if the weather conditions change. And then also remember, make a note in that calendar. Late February, March, when we get that first warm up, you may need to do it again. It will wear off by then. So that's when a lot of our damage happens is right in that February, March when the wilt proof runs out, okay? So put that note in your calendar in your phone or on the on the calendar on the wall. Need to look for another opportunity to reapply wilt proof. Okay, use lukewarm water when you're applying it, and make sure and use it quickly in the sprayer. Don't don't let it sit in the sprayer, okay? Because it will clog up your nozzles. It will. It's just a mess. So I hope that helps. Pick that last warm day wants to be in the 40s, middle of the day, and then cool off after that. Okay, so I hope that helps. Now. Another question that came in was, when making shrub covers, how big should they be? Give me some tips on what you would do, what type of products, you know, and do the fabric ones that you can buy at the stores really work, okay? So, let's start with the fabric ones, okay? Because they do work, okay? Though, you have to be cautious about the fabric covers now if you're not familiar with these they have a wire um, frame that's inside that's collapsible and it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a burlap mesh but it's more it's got a more plastic base to it okay so it holds up really well they typically are dark green uh, are the ones that we sell now here's my concern about them if the cover is too small, and you jam that plant inside the cover, and all the foliage is hitting on that green mesh. Think about the sun and what's happening in that. Now it's it the wind kind of blows through it a little bit. You know, it's kind of like a not a cheesecloth product, but it's a it's a mesh product. Okay, so the it does move through, but it it breaks the wind. But think about that dark green color. What's going to happen when the sun hits that in the winter? It's going to warm up. Okay, so you got that plant on the inside that's pressed right up against that. And think about your windshield or your car that's dark, you know, and and your dash is black. On a hot, sunny, or a a cold, sunny day in winter, that black dash or, you know, whatnot, if you put your hand on it, it's going to be pretty warm. Well, the same thing happens with these. So if you're going to use something like that, You have to consider that the plant is going to continue to grow. And you can't buy a cover and it be the cover forever. You can't take that and and you ever had a hat that's too small and you try to put it on your head? just doesn't look right, correct? So it's the same thing with a shrub cover. You can't take that small little shrub cover after four years and jam it down over that plant and think it's going to protect it. It's not. It's going to end up doing more damage than good. So, with any cover, I don't care what you do, if it's touching the plant, you're probably not doing a lot of justice for it. There's always an exception to the rule. And the exception I use in that case is we've got old established plants and we have snow load coming off a roof. In that case, we're not worrying about protecting the plant you know from temperature we're worrying about protecting it from snow load and in that case if you use a teepee or something like that to protect snow load that you have to rake off the roof then that's more about making sure that the plant doesn't get demolished and in that case if it's touching i understand if there's a little bit of damage or burn there the plant's established it's going to grow right out of it it's not a big deal the snow load may break it in half so you have to kind of weigh your options Okay, but the big thing about shrub covers and burlap on stakes and all that is try not to keep them touching the plants. Build them to the maturity of the plant, even though it's maybe a little three-gallon plant. If you're going to build them, build them for when they're four feet. Why? Because it's before you know it, that plant is four feet. It goes fast, folks. Plants don't sit there. They grow. They grow. They really grow quickly, a lot faster than you think. So if you go ahead and make this little teepee or buy one from us, the likelihood is it's gonna outgrow that in a couple of years. And you're gonna be back in that same situation where you're trying to put that hat down over your head that doesn't really fit. I mean it's just a it's a I see it time and time and time again out there in the landscape. Now I try not to protect plants as much as possible. If you put them in the right place, in the right location, in your yard, you shouldn't have to do a lot. With that being said, there are always exceptions to the rule, like I said, and we also have to think about deer. It's not always protection from wind and environment. It also can be protection from animals. Okay? Here we are, we're approaching the time frame where we need to be careful. Okay? It's the off-season. How many of you are out in your yard wandering around? Are you looking at your plants yet? You should be. You should be thinking about what's going on. It's interesting because the other night, I drove in my driveway, and what was standing in the driveway? Three deer. And what were they doing? They were eating the limbs on the apple trees I planted. So... It's already happening, it's just not to the scale in which it'll happen in December, January, February, March. And let's face it, you may not be seeing any deer, because they're out there eating when you're sleeping, or at night, or, or when you're off at work. I came home for lunch the other day, there was three deer out in the field. They were eating in the field, but they're around, and you look out in the woodland, Their food source is starting to go away, okay? So start thinking about that, you know, and what you need to do to make sure and protect your plants and your your investment over the long haul for the winter. I hope that helps. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk, WLOB.
4: At Coast of Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy lobster compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, a lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com.
3: The brisk air, colorful foliage, and shorter days can only mean one thing. Autumn is here. Celebrate by decorating your home with a kaleidoscope of fall color from Estabrooks. Mix and match the texture of cabbage and kale, the beauty of fall garden mums, and the rustic charm of pumpkins and corn stalks to warm your home as the temperature cools. Winter will be here soon, so make this a fall to hold on to. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening.
0: Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook. And we're talking deer and protecting plants and all the things that we need to do. It's still a little bit early to do all of those things. But like I said, get those stakes in the ground. Okay. Prepare, prepare, prepare. And then you can execute last minute. If you're coming into the garden center, pick up that burlap. Pick up the wilt proof. We're getting close to fall fertilizing also. Okay, so again, if you've got need some holly tone, some plant tone, think about picking that up, you know, making sure you have it, you know, for that mid to end November when you, you know, you're doing the final thing. That's it. It's going to snow on Saturday. You put a little bit of fertilizer around, boom, done. Okay, so that's coming up. So, you know, the final word on fall fertilizer is just before the ground freezes. It's not fertilization for this fall, it's fertilization for first thing in the spring, okay? So everybody thinks fall fertilizer, we're feeding the plants in the fall, but we're really not. We're putting it there so that when the snow activates and starts to melt in the spring, it's there as the ground thaws to bring the plants out of dormancy, okay? So think about that, okay? I wanted to touch base on endless summer hydrangea. Has everybody had a tough time with Endless Summer Hydrangea this year? So here's the final, you know, thing on Endless Summer for the season. We've talked about it time and time again. Hopefully you haven't cut it back. I had a couple customers come in this past weekend. I cut them all back. You know, they're ready for winter. We're good, you know. Oh, here we go. It's okay if you've cut them back. It's not going to kill the plant. It's not going to be a big problem. You're just not going to have a lot of blooms. So, because it's leaf cleanup time and endless summer drops its leaves quite late. Mine still have leaves on it. They're still nice and yellow. They look great. There's a few flower buds still left on them. Don't clean up the leaves. I know, it looks awful. They're right in front of my house. Just think of how beautiful they're going to look next year. Okay? So, endless summer. We haven't cut them back. We're going to let the leaves fall down in the base of the plant. And the ones that fall around, we're just going to kind of scoot them up underneath. That's our mulch. That's our protection on the bottom foot of the plant. We're going to leave those there all winter. And they're going to provide this wonderful little cover in there. We're going to fall fertilize them, you know, around the base. Holly tone if you want them to be blue. Plant tone if you want them to be pink. If you want them to be pink, put some lime around them now. Let's raise that pH over the winter. But don't prune them back and leave the leaves in there. It's one of the last things that drops its leaves. And then next spring, resist the urge to cut them back. I say, again, resist the urge, because it's a big urge. Every year, I'm like, oh, I really want to prune those. They kind of look awful. It's mid-May. Resist until June, and then prune just below the foliage. But keep those leaves. Put them in there. If you need to put a little mulch around the base, that's fine, too. Make sure that root system is is mulched well. Not up around the stems, though. Okay. So a a lot of things you can do to kind of get there on that endless summer. Now, Macrofella hydrangeas did not do well this year all up and down the East Coast. So just because you did something in the past and it worked and you've always had good blooms, this year was really about environment rather than what you did or didn't do to your hydrangea. So don't get discouraged. Keep working through the process I do like that bloomstruck variety though. I think it's going to be the replacement. Uh, I I've, I've been very impressed in the garden center and the ones that we have planted, every time we prune them back, they set more flower buds. Uh it it it's a winner, I think. I think it's going to be a better choice than in the summer in the future and who knows what those plant breeders are going to bring us, you know, down the road. So there's a whole host of things On Endless Summer, we've talked about it a million, million times. You know, um, Endless Summer is one of those plants that I truly love. I have one of the originals in my yard that they gave me as a sample. It's bloomed well for me. Just don't clean up the leaves this time of year. If you have, put some leaves back in the center there. If you can, preferably the hydrangea leaves, though. The reason I like them is they're nice and big and they create a big air pocket. Don't put pine needles in there or he- heavy wet, uh, you know, maple leaves or something like that. To me, that creates crown rot and you have more of an opportunity. So if you're going to put something in there, make it light and airy. I don't want it really compact and holding moisture and all of that. So that's my sermon on endless summer. Okay. I'm going to end my ser- sermon uh you know with endless summer unfortunately because we're going to we're going to make a change to this show. We're not going to be here anymore. <laughs> I know it's unfortunate. But uh we've had a good run and uh you know we're going to talk about the past, you know, in the next segment coming up. We're going to have about 8 or 10 minutes that we're going to talk a little bit about the show positives, negatives, and what I want to kind of bring up was I'm still here I may not be on the air and this is a choice by us as a company this has nothing to do with the radio show has nothing to do with, with uh, what's going on at the radio station or, or what's going on with Estabrooks. you know we closed the Scarborough store and everybody thought we were going out of business so the way I look at things is there are chapters in every story and this is one chapter in the big book of Esther Brooks. Okay. That's not to say that we won't come back in another chapter. Everything has its time and place. I wanted to kind of give you a little bit of history wrapped around this show from my perspective. I didn't feel like there was a voice out there for our industry, the horticultural industry, here in Maine. I really struggled with that for many, many years. I felt that a lot of it was wrapped around politics, you know. I'm as political as any other person. I have very defined views on on things that I like and dislike about a lot of things in life. No one's ever said I'm not opinionated. (laughs) But what I've learned with the radio show is that There is no wrong answer when it comes to gardening. It really is about enjoying yourself and getting out there and doing, okay? And what I've learned is with the radio show, with all the questions that are submitted, and by all means, I'm available at the Garden Center anytime. You can still email me. You can use our mobile app. You can contact me any way you want, okay? I'm still going to be that guy that answers the emails, that figures out the answer will come on a radio show or go on TV and speak from the top of my lungs how wonderful I think the horticultural industry is and what a great group of people there are that are involved. Now, the show has run its course for now. We've kind of gone up and down. We've been on air. We've done live. We've done a whole bunch of things to really kind of bring more focus. And now I need to bring more focus back to our business. Okay? We've had a nice recession. We're very hopeful that we're on our way through that. I think we are. We've had a wonderful year this year. We closed one store and did as much business with two stores that we normally do, three. And sitting down with our family and talking about the future... There are great things for Estabrooks. We're planning some revamp plans for our Yarmouth store, expanding parking and new greenhouses and all of that to be implemented over the next 10 or 15 years. And within all of those things, you have to decide, how is my time best used? And when we start talking about all of these things, you have to look at everything on the table. And the radio show is one of those things that does take time. I hope that I can be back and do this again because I think it's fun. I hope I can have some other people sitting at the table with me. And so I'm going to work towards bringing that back at some point. It's again, like I said, another chapter. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the show, my feelings about how it's gone. What uh, what we can do in the future, and also kind of reflect on a few funny things over the years. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB.
1: For over 60 years, Wiltproof has provided the most effective protection against moisture loss in plants under water stress, and no other product comes close. Our non hazardous organic and biodegradable film is like having several layers of protection. As the outside layer of Wiltproof wears off with the weather, another layer forms. WiltProof is the only horticulture anti-transparent that has the ability to provide this long-lasting protection. Put your trust in WiltProof. Check out their site at wiltproof.com. That's wilt proof
0: Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, and we're going to create radio history right now. This was one of the statements that Debbie and I would make before we start some shows. <laughs> you know, and you probably throughout the shows have heard Debbie chuckle in the in the background once or twice. You know, and I wanna just say how great it's been working with Debbie. We always have a good time. I think Debbie has become more interested in gardening by working on this show. And she's always taking notes and and all of this stuff behind the scenes you know and looking at our website and so I wanted to thank Debbie for everything she's done to make me sound decent you know there's no real way to to uh make this manner sound perfect you know it's impossible I am who I am and I'm a straight shooter and I enjoy what I do and the radio show has been one of those things that has been fun to learn this process I enjoy trying new things I enjoy getting to hopefully become better at them as I do them. But the radio show has been a very interesting thing. I reflect on some of the guests we've had. You know, we've had some wonderful guests from suppliers like Ray DeFeo from uh, Pride's Corner Farm talking about native plants. We've had a lot of talks, talks about pollinators. We've talked about insects. Man, we're under attack. If you listen to it, it could be doom and gloom. But I wanted to leave this show really about the statement for the joy of gardening. This show has actually made me enjoy my garden even more. Because I get to talk about my garden. Now, I always have conversations in the garden center, about, oh, I've got this plant, you know, it's now 8 by 8 and, you know, it's beautiful, and it's got flowers, and, you know, this is what it's going to turn into. And it's the same thing when you're talking on the radio. How do you describe something that is stunning and beautiful? You really have to work at it. It's not easy. Now, yeah, well, you can pull up a picture online, but the fact of the matter is the best reward for your yard is to get out and do it. Plant something. Plant anything. I don't care if it's a tomato plant in a pot. I don't care if it's a house plant indoors. I don't care if it is a herb on the windowsill. Enjoy what you do. If it's not for you, I totally get that. There are things I can't stand and I don't like to do. And if gardening is one of those things, so be it. I'm completely fine with that you have to know your strengths. But what I will say is you get out a lot more than you put in when it comes to gardening. Why do I say that? Because it really comes down to it is healthy for our soul. If you have a vegetable garden, there's nothing better than a fresh picked tomato off your own plant. I don't care where you buy them. A farm stand, The farm down the road, it's still not the same gratification. I just harvested all of my last carrots last week. The last of my beets. I'm going to enjoy those all winter. I'm going to think back to the trials and tribulations I had in the garden. The frustrations. But more often than not, I'm going to think of the triumphs. I'm going to remember that hibiscus plant that had hundreds of flowers. And I'm going to dream of that all winter. Now, is that a little weird that I'm dreaming about next spring already? No, because I love gardening. I'm passionate about it. I hope that came through in the show. I hope you know I'm here for the long term and my family is here for the long term. So as we close chapters out it's been quite a road through the the years here and i see, i can't say years 2 years basically that we've done the show and we we've, we've gone through a lot you know we've opened up new stores in that time frame we've closed stores we've been live we've been taped we've had guests you know, that have been phenomenal, you know, like I said, you know, having some of the state folks to come in and talk about, you know, Emerald Ash Borer and and the, the um, impatient downy mildew issues, which don't seem to be as bad as they could have been. We've been lucky. So it's been great to be able to bring all these things forward to you. I hope you stay connected to us, okay? My hope is that I'm going to be able to do some sort of weekly podcast thing to get out there, okay, to stay in touch with you. Just some little tidbits of things that are going on that we can continue to put on our website and you can kind of click on and just, oh, this is going on in the garden. You really should pay attention. 15, 20 minutes maybe at a time. But as things come up, be able to kind of put those things together. Will that happen? I'm not sure yet. I to take the winter off to think about it. I'm going to relax and dream about the gardens when it comes to spring. But I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank the people that have signed up for the podcast. Stay on that subscription because I think you're going to find there's got to be some things there. Make sure and sign up for our e-newsletter, get our mobile apps. Everything will still funnel to you as a person if you want to keep in touch with us. Okay, we'll continue... We'll continue to get better, just as I hope I did throughout this show. It's a sad day for me personally, but I understand the reasoning behind it and the decisions we have to make as a business. It's time for me to focus on the next chapter of Estabrook's, the new expansions, the new customers that are coming, and with the recession winding down now, we already can see the demands that are going to be needed for plants. And services in your yard, and ultimately that's my important and most important thing is how do I take care of you as customers? And if I can't do that well, I know I have to figure out how to limit my time on other things. Now, as things grow and as things get more free with time, more employees that come on board more trained staff as we continue out of this recession. And that's one of the big things. You know, when you retract your your services and retract your employees, more is put on yourself as owners. And as you gain those back, more time comes back to you. And that's what happens in a recession to every business. And so now I look forward to enjoying my garden and enjoying yours in the garden center. So please visit me at either Yarmouth or Kennebunk. Don't hesitate to email and please enjoy your garden. Till the next time, and thank you again, Debbie. I appreciate everything you've done. Have a great weekend, and till we meet again.